What's up, Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. All right, Lady Ballers. Lady we're, Ballers. We're back at it. The Soccer Girl Props podcast. <laughs> we're hanging again in the Bleacher Report studio once more. Yes, thank you, Bleacher Report, for having us here. We are so excited um, about this podcast. We spoke with our good friend, Jessica Softcheck. She was a collegiate softball player, and she transitioned into the real world by becoming a goal coach and a yoga instructor. And it's just it's just such good conversation to talk about setting goals, especially for it's January, January yeah, right? Definitely. Because it's like, you know, everyone's not, setting New Year's resolutions. We set and the stuff. resolutions. We didn't do them. We gave them up. We're yeah. resetting. We're resetting. Yeah. So this is the second round. Yeah. Absolutely. She's got, she's got a really cool approach to setting goals and yeah. like a different a little bit of a different way of going about it. So we're excited for you guys to hear it. Yeah, there's some little exercises that we could uh, write out. Maybe we'll do a little blog as well um, when we put this podcast out. But Lady Ballers, it's easier to set your goals and your and your values than you think. I just think you just have to make the effort. Just mm-hmm. take out a piece of paper or use your notes in your iPhone and um, write them down. You'll learn a lot in this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And don't forget... We're Soccer Girl Probs, and you can go to SoccerGirlProbs.com for all of your lady baller needs. All right, let's get into it. Hey. Hi, Jess. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I just got Bradley down for a nap. (laughs) Awesome. That's great. (laughs) Um, So I'm with Shannon and Alana, and we're here at the Bleacher Report Studios. So the podcast sound is excellent today. (laughs) Cool. That is awesome. Yeah. So Hi, I'm ladies. Hi. I'm so excited that we're having you on today. Um, Lady Ballers, for those of you guys who don't know Jessica Softcheck, she was a collegiate softball player turned goal coach and yoga instructor. And I just, Jess, I would just love to um, just hear about your story about how, you know, went from playing college sports and then your transition into what you're doing now. Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. So I am nine years out of college. Holy crap. (laughs) I can't, I can't believe how quickly that flies by. It's insane to say that out loud. So I am way past the days of like who I am without sweatpants and naps and college sports. I definitely went through that transition, that identity crisis, but I am now living in the days of toddler play dates and, um, serial entrepreneurship. I like to stick my hands in everything. And, um, Eventually, it led me down into goal coaching and life coaching in general, but I have tried a lot of things along the way trying to figure out who I might be. Um, My husband and I, we both went to a little private Division II college down south in North Carolina. He played football and I played softball there, and he's been coaching ever since he graduated. So I am living alongside a guy who just knows what he wants. Um, a college athlete turned coach (laughs) and that maybe, you know, that might've made it a little bit harder on me, not knowing what I wanted and trying to figure it out, which I know that a lot of college athletes go through that after they graduate. Um, you get stuck in this bubble of life is ball (laughs) exactly. try to figure it, figure out what you're like after that. Um, currently we live in New Hampshire. We have a almost four year old little girl, Bradley. She's nuts. And I am definitely convinced that parenting is a million times harder than playing any college sport. <laughs> Even if you have to go through a dry season, which we had to very frequently. Yes, we did school, too, all, all four years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so tough. Imagine if you had to parent in dry seasons, man. <laughs> um, 
anyway, so I graduated in 2011 with a degree in business management and finance. And I really, really quickly discovered how little I enjoyed working for other people, uh, which you guys can probably relate since Mm -hmm. you're off doing your own thing and wildly successful at it and you found your own crew. Um, So even in jobs that were like really interesting, really fulfilling, I quit all of them. I quit so many times and eventually landed um, freelancing, doing things that I really enjoyed. And I realized the power of doing that. And I know that, you know, quitting jobs isn't for everyone. It doesn't make everybody feel great. But for me, um, I felt really powerful and really empowered making choices that were leading me in a direction, albeit I didn't know what direction it was. I just knew that it was right then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of been my mantra is just doing what works for you right now. And then the clearer that I got on my core values and the goals that I could see for myself in my life, um, the clearer that path became. Uh, I started working for Lululemon, started goal coaching with them and being coached by them in personal development and leadership coaching and things like that um, in communication coaching. And I just knew that those were really powerful tools. And I wished that I had had them when I was in college, uh, wish that I had had them when I was an athlete. I think that mentally we all know that the game is about how tough you are mentally and not so much physically. Um, and those are skills that I just wish that I had had. So yeah, here I am now. We always I say that too. Walked down the path. Yeah. I eventually walked down the path of deciding to certify myself in goal coaching so that I could bring those skills to younger people. Um, I really love coaching sororities, um, athletes in general, small business entrepreneurs, people who are just up to big stuff and excited about their life. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that sounds like such an incredible journey that you've had. And it's just funny because we were just talking about um, in, in a previous podcast about some lady ballers who just feel like, you know, is, should I quit? Is this is this sport or job or school for me? And I think what you experienced, um, like with your journey, it just relates so much. Like you kind of like knew what wasn't right. And you left, you know, like we were, you were saying, you left some of your jobs because you knew it just wasn't right for you. And it kind of led you into this amazing um, career that you have now doing what you love doing, which is helping other people with their goals. So I think that's just incredible. Um, and we're so excited exactly. to have you to like in the month of January, especially because everyone's setting their New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Right. And how can we keep those goals and how can we make goals that are specific to the lady baller, you know, herself. So I, I guess I would love to know just how do you work with, as a goal coach, like how do you work with athletes? Like what is it specifically that you help them on? Is it focusing on their strengths and weaknesses? Like, can you talk a little bit about, about that? Yeah, totally. Um, so yes, I, I label myself as a goal coach. Um, there's lots of levels to that and it can really be whatever the client needs, whatever the person needs, but Um, Everyone's heard of SMART goals or working backwards from where you want to be to where you are now. Um, But I really like to work on how we want to feel while chasing our goals. Because honestly, if we get to that finish line, you know, that end result, and we don't quite make it, or maybe it looks or feels different than we had imagined the entire time, then that whole goal process feels kind of sour. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I like to work on coaching from a place of core desired feelings and discovering your personal core values. And that's really, really important to what I do, because a lot of times our actions and our lives don't match our values. 
or we feel like crap the entire time that we're pursuing a goal, or maybe we accidentally adopted the values of a friend or a teammate, our coworker, our family even. Oh, my gosh, we do that all the time. But those never feel quite right to us, and therefore nothing ever gets into flow. So the whole time you're chasing after a goal, it feels jagged, it feels forced. But if we only knew what our core desired feelings were, our core desired, um, our values were, we could be more in line with our actions. I feel like so even social media, sorry, I feel like even social media no, does no. that too. Just like you said, family, like when we see on social media, someone is telling you what they're doing. You're like, oh, I should do that too. Mm -hmm. Like, even if that's not a goal that you have, you feel like, okay, maybe I should do that. Um, so how do you. That's a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do you figure out what is your core values then? Uh, working with a coach. <laughs> working with a coach. I think that if you go through some exercises and they're super simple and take very little time, but um, really digging into those things that you believe about yourself and the things that you need in your life to absolutely thrive. Um, and once once you read over a list or maybe once your coach reads out some values that you could choose from, they become so apparent. I've never worked with any client that at the end of the session, they still don't know what their values are. Um, we work with maybe a hundred different values and read over them and see how they feel when we say them out loud and see how our voice changes when we um, feel empowered by saying them. And then we whittle it down to maybe five or six core values that we absolutely need in our life. And that when we're living into them, we are thriving. We're our best selves and we're our best selves for other people too. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's something that we've spoken about multiple times, but I wish I just, I did this in college as an athlete or even in high school where I wrote down what mattered to me, you know, because I just feel like it could be so overwhelming for these young athletes. They're thinking about not only the team's goals, but like thing, you know, their personal goals and it could be just so overwhelming and, and scary for a lot of people. So being able to get specific and write down things the values um, to these lady ballers is such a great piece of advice because not not enough people do it. And like you were saying, even reading it out loud and saying it, it's kind of like you're bringing it into the universe, you're saying it, and, and you, you have that feeling of wanting to go in that direction, you know? So I think that's, I yeah, think that's incredible. You just give it life. Yeah. You just speak it into existence. You give it life. Um, you hit the nail on the head. You've heard the, the quote, like, 98% of stats are made up on the spot. This is definitely one of them, but I think it just speaks to it a little bit. But we are 60 to 70% more likely to achieve our goals when we say them or write them. So that's enough for me. And just like what you said, when you say something out loud and then, boom, the universe shifts and starts handing you these opportunities. But if you had never said it, if you had never written it down, your brain wouldn't be looking for them. So yeah. goals... Setting your goals just helps you open your eyes to those opportunities and you're able to say hell yes to the ones that work and hell no to the ones that aren't in line with your core values. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I loved what you said before um, when you talk about how your actions should align with your goals. And I feel like I'm always, I'm constantly, even as a health coach, I'm constantly reflecting on my own life and I'm like, wow, am I living in the way that's actually help serving me and serving my goals? And sometimes 
I'm not. And it just saying it to yourself and being honest to yourself is absolutely huge, right? Because you get to look at your life and you're like, okay, I need to adjust. And I think something to note for our lady ballers is that you guys could always, always adjust every single day. It's not like you write your values on a piece of paper and for the next year you have to just stick with it, you know, like everything changes. So, right. Do you feel that you're, you're hitting it on the head? Yeah, Carly, totally. Like a pivot is always possible. Um, I mean, I cannot, I cannot be perfect and I can't coach with the notion that I have to live my life in a perfect way for people to respect what I do or, you know, want to work with me. And many, many times I will look up and be like, Ooh, what is going on? Like, where am I? <laughs> and that's why your core values are so important. So you go look at your piece of paper that you have in the mirror or, you know, something that you journal or wherever you keep them and you just pivot, you just get back into alignment with them. Do you feel like athletes have a tendency to have similar core values? Like, are, are there some that stand out to you when you work with athletes? Um, no, I think that maybe that's the notion that we kind of carry as athletes that we're all alike, mm-hmm. <laughs> but look around maybe and think of teammates that you played with. And now as you're however many years out of college, how different you are, um, Playing in college, I don't think, is everyone's be-all, end-all, and it's not going to be your greatest goal that you achieve. So when you get out of college, you realize, oh, man, my core values actually led me to do that really awesome thing, but what else can they lead me to? So I see a a vast array of core values in athletes, um, different things that drove them to play and different things that made them successful or not successful, you know. So through through your college playing experience, what did you learn about yourself, uh, like in terms of your goals and your values? Oh, man. Um, I would say that I adopted the goals and values of a lot of the athletes that were maybe more mentally tough than I, were, than I was. Um, and I chased after their goals, which never should have been my goals. Um, mm-hmm. I was never meant to achieve them. They were way out of my league. They weren't realistic, whatever it was. And it really held, held me back from feeling confident in myself. When did you um, realize the whole that? Time I was, um, I, you know what? I don't think I realized it until after I graduated. Hindsight, and right. I had to look mm-hmm. back and reflect on, you know, my four years as an athlete and what I would have done differently. And I think when I really got into core values, I realized, whoa, and, and goal setting. I realized that I had been chasing after goals that were never mine. And it really took away from my experience as an athlete, honestly. If I could go back, I would go back and I would play into my strengths. Um, I would I would clap on and cheer on the, the ladies that were doing their thing and doing it well and know that it wasn't my, my goal to chase. Yeah, it's such a nice reminder that everyone is unique. You know, everyone is different. Everyone is at a different point in their life, a different level. And I think it's just a nice reminder that it's amazing to look up to people and to be inspired by others, but trying to be them you're not being yourself. And we always like that. What's that Dr. Seuss quote that we love? (laughs) There's no one newer than you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just staying true to what is important to you and to what you value is so crucial. Um, I had a question though. Like, have you ever dealt with athletes who had picked their core values and were striving for it, but did they ever realize, wow, this is actually not working out. And what did that look like? Do you have any examples? I also have a question. So, like, how do you decide what you're, like, writing a list of core values? I'm not writing goals then. I'm just writing things that are important to me. 
That's a good right. question. Yeah. So the way that I coach is you, you claim your core values, you choose the five or six. And, and I say five or six, because let's say you wrote down like 10, 15, 20 things that you really love that make you feel great. Mm-hmm. Well, in any given day, like, do you think that you could really pour into 10 or 20 buckets, you know, in your life? Mm-hmm. Or is it more important to choose three, four, five that you can really focus your time and your energy on? So you choose your core values. Um, for instance, some of mine are strength, adventure, um, faith, and then you set goals that will fill those buckets. So even as an athlete, strength can look so different for each athlete. For me, it's like an inner strength. It's not so much a physical strength. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a knowing that I can do whatever I set my mind to. It's that I can make it through tough situations, things like that. So knowing your core values just helps you set goals that are actually going to be enjoyable to achieve. Um, I signed up for a Tough Mudder one time right out of college. And the only reason that I did it is that a bunch of my teammates wanted to do it. <laughs> I feel like I every, this happens to everyone. That's the reason everyone does a Tough Mudder. <laughs> right? I, I just wanted to prove that I was still in shape, that I could still do anything, that I was a great athlete, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Once I graduated, I didn't want to run anymore. I didn't want to work out the way that I had been forced to work out. And so I didn't do it. And I felt like crap. I felt like I had failed my friends. I felt like I wasn't that great athlete anymore. But that was just that false goal, like speaking that into me. It was never my goal to be had. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you just touch on such a good topic, though, like the transition from being an athlete and going into the real world. Like, mm. it's so smart to reevaluate what matters at that moment. Because like you said, like graduating from college, you know, for a lot of the lady ballers, graduating from college and not playing soccer anymore is not your end all be all, like you said, Jess. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, what is a piece of advice that you would give somebody to reevaluate their values and their buckets? And how often yeah. would you say to do that? Yeah. And how often? Yeah. Well, I'll touch on that one first because I, I think that's easier than the other question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would do it every six months forever for your whole life. <laughs> Just keep reevaluating and check in what's feeling right. Um, I don't think that your core values, once you really truly define them, I don't think that they change. Um, but the goals around them can change because just like, stepping stones like your your goal your end goal you might take a million different paths to get there so it's really important to evaluate and pivot when you need and take a path that makes more sense for whatever life scenario you're in um and then the other question how to did i answer that one okay yeah absolutely (laughs) okay okay um the other question how to like get through that identity crisis you know i would say in order to identify to avoid that identity crisis that a lot of us have, like unless you go and play professionally or maybe you end up coaching, um, is just that you need to know as early on what your core values are because that's what got you to become a college athlete. That's what led you there in the first place. Um, And I mentioned before, like that's not the biggest goal you're ever going to crush. It's just one of them. So let's take those strengths and and start walking on. Um, And then I would just set goals in your personal life as early as possible too. Um, not ignoring the athletic goals that you want to have, but set some personal goals that are going to make you feel like a normal person, a real person, and kind of get you, get yourself introduced to yourself, you know, um, the real you. But for the athletic goals, I would start by setting outcome goals, and that's where we just work backwards. What result do you want to see as an athlete? And then set performance goals from there, markers that 
get you to those desired outcomes. So and then from there, set your process goals, how you want to set yourself up to achieve those performance goals. And just keep that really simple because remember, like being an athlete is just a part of your life. You are a whole person that does this really awesome thing. Um, so make those goals separate, but then always make sure to set personal goals that are going to make you feel really alive too. So I know you were talking about like catching yourself competing with others on your team in an unhealthy way or in a way that wasn't productive to you. And I'm wondering what made you realize when you were doing that and like, what's your opinion opinion on like healthy competition versus like unhealthy competition between teammates? Yeah. Okay. Well, just being really honest, I, um, I was an athlete who probably thought that I was a lot better than I was or that I deserved more things. But my work ethic and my mental capacity for what it would take was never there fully. Um, and it was for a couple of people that I played with, and I really looked up to them. And so I would try to do the things that they were doing, but really my heart wasn't in it the way their heart was in it. You know, they would wake up, think about it all day, be about it all day, go to bed, dream about it. But for me, being a college athlete was more just an honor. It was an honor mm-hmm. to play on a team like that. And it was an honor to have reached that level. But my goals weren't so far beyond that. Um, so every time I tried to get up early, hit more balls, do more things, um, go above and beyond what my, what my goals really were, I felt like a failure because those, the results weren't getting me where I thought that they should. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you were saying your heart wasn't in it. We were just talking about this. Like, I feel like you can do, you can go, but it might be mindless work that you're doing. You're not doing it with, yeah. you know, the passion and, um, you know, what you need to get better. So I think it's so, it's such a good point that you make. Um, so, yeah, what what, yeah, what would so you say? Me, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Instead of me setting goals that looked like, you know, the best player on my team, what kind of goals could I have set that would have made me feel really good? You know, like as a teammate, what could I have been as a teammate? Could I have been less selfish? Could I have um, helped other people achieve their goals? What kind of markers could I have hit if I had just been more realistic with myself? I would have had successes. I would have had way more successes than I did because they would have been mine. Um, And maybe that would have led me to be more confident and would have led me to play better or, you know, go above and beyond. But yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great point. If you're setting goals, that are actually meant for you and you can achieve, then that will help Mm -hmm. in turn build more confidence and that will affect your playing. Totally. And that's why when she was saying she works on like the performance goals, the smaller goals that lead up to the outcome goal, it's so important to set those little ones because it's like, okay, you're hitting the check, you're checking off the the list, you're building that confidence, like you were saying, Alana, and it it really, it just builds motivation. And you're like, wow, I actually can achieve this huge goal when you break it down yeah, you and get some momentum totally. going to it. Yeah. It's like a ladder. So I think that's that's an awesome visual um that will really help our, our lady ballers. So where are you now? Like what I, I know you have a crazy traveling life, right? Like your husband <laughs> he, he's still a football coach, right? Right. And are you working on the road a lot? Um yes and no. I I knew early on that this is what I wanted, that I wanted to be able to go um, on vacation when my husband's really, really crazy college football schedule allowed, which wasn't often. And it's in weird times. You know, he might get a whole month here and a whole month there, but otherwise it's 
nothing. Um, so I knew that I needed to set myself up with a career that would allow me a lot of time freedom. And working from home is a big thing um, that allows you to do that. Yeah. And once we had our daughter, I was still working full time. And again, I just realized how much I was missing out on. So knowing my core values, knowing my strengths and knowing that being with my family, traveling whenever I wanted to, those were my big goals. I just started saying yes to the things that were going to get me there. Um, and it has looked like a lot of different things, like a lot of freelance work, um, my hands in a lot of different businesses at once, um, working for family, coaching on the side, teaching yoga, teaching yoga at um, different colleges for athletic teams. Whatever it took is what I would do to be able to stay home and to be able to go off for a month and travel and plan crazy trips with my, with my husband and kid. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm currently doing. I coach on the side. Um, I run another small business, and I teach yoga to athletes and also at one studio. So I, I just a love lot of that you things that add up to big stuff. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. I love that you just like brought the athlete with you. You know, it's never really left you. You're still doing stuff with athletes, mm -hmm. and we like to tell our lady ballers that even if you leave the game, you're not, you don't have to fully leave the athletic space. Right. Like, you can create your own job like you like you did, or you can work for yeah. um, sports companies. You can stay in the field, and I think that that's really incredible. Um, so what is, is— Because athletes have this unique experience, right? Like, you get to experience something as a college athlete that the majority of people in the world never get to. And yeah. so don't let those strengths go to waste. Don't let, let those experiences go to waste. Um, if you want to work with athletes in, in a college setting or outside of it, use your strengths and figure it out. Yeah, I love it. So as we wrap up, I just I would love to know, like, what is one piece of advice that you wish you could have given yourself as an athlete growing up? Hmm. I think that the advice that I would give myself would be to work harder at the things that really matter to me. That's great. It's yeah. true. So for, yeah. let's give our listeners some homework. So we're going to have them write down their core values. Then how are they going to decide? How many goals should we tell them to, to write down from there? I would say let's do three goals. I would say go Google core values and it'll come up with a list of maybe 100 and try to whittle it down to five or six. Okay. And then set goals in your personal life, in your athletic life, and maybe one more area of your life. Maybe, maybe fun. Maybe you need to have a fun. That's a good <laughs> a idea. Goal. Like Should that. those be specific um, goals or general goals? Yeah, really specific. Really specific goals. Um, if you, you know, throw in specific numbers, throw in specific by wins, you know, dates that you want to do these things. And make it realistic to you. And if you read it out loud and you're like, oh, that's going to be something. <laughs> if, if your body kind of contracts while you say it out loud, it's probably not a goal that's meant for you. But if you feel expansive when you say it out loud, then yes, it's your goal. And just start to whittle away at the, you know, at the, the process steps to get there. And you might find a couple other little goals within the processes that you can write down, all leading you to those big three awesome goals. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I see on your site, you talk about breaking down barriers and resistance. Do you find that like, as you write are writing and whittling down, does that help it? Or do you have any um, examples how they can do that? Cause there's going to be things that oh. pop up that lead them to have difficulty, you know, reaching those goals. Yeah. 
I think barriers and resistance, um, when I think of that and when I talk about it with my clients, I think it's something that's really hard for us to see ourselves. Um, and it's really easy working with a coach, either, you know, a goal coach or your college coach, just so that they can observe your, your language, the language that you use around things. Um, you are often your barrier, right? You are often your limit or your resistance. And language has so much power. So we talk to ourselves in a certain way. We talk about goals in a certain way. Um, and those barriers can really be identified there. Most of the time, it's a belief that we have about ourselves, mm -hmm. a belief on how deserving we are to achieve that goal, um, a belief on what it would look like if we didn't. And so that's, that's really what I look for when I'm coaching, to help bring those into awareness for the client to help them see what barriers are in front of them. I love that. I feel like a lot of athletes, even though they achieve so much, they don't give themselves credit when credit's due. Yeah. Um, or they look back and they're like, oh, yeah, I can't believe I did that. It's like, yeah, you did a lot of things to get there and yeah. to achieve that. So pat yourself on the back and do something yeah. Yeah, awesome again. proud of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and do it again. Yeah. Yep. Like build on it. Yeah. I love it. Yep. And, and how, how do you think, I mean, I know most people are going to need support in achieving it. How do you do... Do you sit down with your significant other or your friends or your family and tell them what you're doing so that you have accountability? Yeah, accountability. Yeah. yeah, totally. I like to get things written down. I always encourage my clients to write it down, print it out, put it somewhere. You guys have all heard that before. Put it somewhere. You'll see it. Mm -hmm. um, but then choose a running buddy. Choose somebody to support their goals for them, and in turn, they support you. Um, just speaking it out loud, saying it like it's already happening really helps your brain and it helps people really believe in you too and a lot of times when you say it out loud to another person they're like oh yeah you can <laughs> definitely do that how can I help you yeah. or you know I know a person that could help you do that and you just start speaking accountability into the world around you I love yeah. that I feel like even with us we hold each other accountable when we have these dreams and these goals with each other mm -hmm. we might not think as we say like is this possible and then we start talking out loud to each other and it's like oh yeah we can do yeah, this we like, can we do can it. go to the world cup <laughs> we can go to the you know <laughs> Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people like to use apps too. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a big checklist type person, so I, I use apps to keep myself um, like checking things off to do lists, and that helps a lot. Um, you can set, man. I like to set reminders in my phone too that are maybe six months in advance. Ooh, um, asking myself how things are going, or maybe you need to set something quarterly or weekly, depending mm -hmm. on what you're trying to achieve. Um, just having that pop up on your phone and be like, hello, remember me? Yeah, <laughs> that, that call. That's a great idea. Still here. <laughs> that's a great idea because you can automate things nowadays, like on Google Calendar. They'll totally. take you like two seconds to do, you know, repeat every six months or whatever. Exactly. Um, what apps do you have any apps that you'd recommend? Currently, I'm just using the Notes app and I just have um, like a monthly note and check marks for things that I'm working on. That works for me. I've tried a million different things. I've tried a million different planners, but this is just the one thing that I can stick with. Yeah. So, it I'm works out. for you. I yeah, mean, everyone's are, yeah, so I think different. The Notes app is my most used app mm -hmm. on my phone. Same. Like I'm constantly writing in my notes and changing things each day. So. You also send emails as well, which is yeah. really, yeah. it's really yeah. helpful sending emails to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's unread. <laughs> it's in your inbox. It's in your face. You're hassling yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I. Yeah, you just find what works for you yeah and it's going to take a process of elimination you're mm -hmm. going to you're going to fail a lot of times trying to accomplish goals right mm -hmm. you're going to find all the things that don't work for you and start to whittle it down 
Yeah, I actually heard of this app. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's you have to like take a video of you doing the thing you said you were going to do. And if you don't post that day, you have to pay the the group. (laughs) You have to pay the group. So the group so the group has like a pool of money. And then like after X amount of days, whoever actually stuck with what they said they were going to do, like they end up getting paid. It's so funny. So that's wow. just, I don't know the I think name of it. that's really funny. Yeah. But it would make me, it would make me set goals that were just really easy. Right? I, that's true. Or, or I would like, just like film a very short bit. Like, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. That might not that work for cool. the core value one, but um, <laughs> yeah. So Jess, thank you so much. Where where can our fans follow, uh, follow you or find you for more advice about goal setting? Oh, you guys, thank you so much for having me. You can find me on Instagram um, at, at jess.softcheck. Awesome. And my link to my website is all there, but I, I love to communicate on Instagram. I find it a great way to connect with people who really want to. Awesome. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so Jess. much, Jess. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, ladies, for having me. You too. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.